In essence, brand storytelling in B2B, it's about telling your story in such a way, in such a compelling and connected way that your customers, your business customers, are doing the same and translating that to their customers. The B2B Marketing Exchange was created with one goal in mind, to help B2B practitioners across marketing and sales be better at their jobs. Now we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. These are the tips and tools you need to succeed. This is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hello, hello. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the B2BMX podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Tarico, and I've got a session replay coming at you for today's episode. At February's B2BMX online experience, we had the fabulous Miri Rodriguez take the virtual stage to share practical tools and tips to help you design a brand story that truly drives engaging relationships with your customers. Mary is an award-winning storyteller and a creative journalist at Microsoft, so she knows a thing or two about building up a brand and storytelling in general. And you know, storytelling has really become a powerful tool in B2B, especially in this global pandemic era that we're living in. And we've all learned the importance of leading with empathy to drive immersive and emotional experiences with your audiences that really humanize the brand at a deeper level. And that's what Mary's going to cover today. So let's get right into it. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this session of storytelling in B2B marketing exchange experience. My name is Miri Rodriguez. I am a storyteller. I'm also the head of global internships at Microsoft and an author, the author of the book, Brand Storytelling. I'm really excited to be here today with you to share some really some tips and tricks about the post-COVID era where we're entering this phase of digital empathy, human-to-human connection, and how that really translates into B- in the B2B space. For me, it's been really interesting because I began my work of storytelling actually within the B2B space at Microsoft. I was uh, writing stories or creating and designing stories for engineers, by engineers. And this was a daunting task when I first began. Actually, I got stuck <laughs> a couple of times and I had to rethink and reset. And at the time we were talking about telling stories with empathy or really connecting our human experience to our customers and then to the end users, if you will. Um, it was something new in our space. It was something that we had never done before. Marketing uh, for consumers is definitely much different than what it is when we're thinking about B2B experiences. And when we think about branding or brand storytelling, it's even more complex. And for me, when I began to think about this idea of brand storytelling, it was um around the time when Satya, our CEO, began to think about empathy as our leading experience. It was something we hadn't talked about before. It's certainly something we're talking more about now. And so I hope to take you through that experience yourself, to take you about and to think about what it is today that we need to hone into as a skill set. Empathy is one of those things. For me, it began as a really personal journey, as a real personal journey. I'm definitely not empathetic um, by nature. And I thought this was a more of a personality trait than anything. And so it became a journey for me to think about empathy as a skill set that we should hone into. And as I began to do that more and more, I learned that storytelling 
it's not just the telling of stories. It's clearly a design approach to stories. It's a clearly a design approach to how we conjure emotion and lead with empathy and inclusion in a space where we are transacting human to human. And we have to think of our customers, uh, even at the business level, B2B, uh, in that transaction, in that connection that we can bring so they can do the same with their customers. In essence, brand storytelling in B2B, it's about telling your story in such a way, in such a compelling and connected way that your customers, your business customers, are doing the same and translating that to their customers. And so that's what we're going to talk about here today. Thank you for joining. I'd like to start with the idea of how I actually began this journey, as I said before. For me, I had to start with the basics of what is not storytelling, because I was confused myself. I began to see how this idea of storytelling permeated the market, permeated marketing, um, and it, you know, it began to take on a force of its own, sort of uh, like you know, a new phenomenon, if you will. We began to hear about storytelling, and everybody began to talk about storytelling, and so people began to do storytelling, not really knowing what it meant. And so I went on a quest to think and to ask people that had been in the industry for a while people that had been doing this job at many different levels. Uh, these were people in different brands and industry, brands such as Coca-Cola, Disney, of course, Microsoft, um, Google, um, Amazon, Hyatt, and Marriott. So many different industries at many different levels and functions of the organization. It was interesting to learn uh, when I asked the question, what is not storytelling? The questions that I, the, the answers that I got and took me a while to really think about those and mull over those answers to give you what I believe it's the most concise way to think about storytelling, brand storytelling with empathy in your space. And so for me, what I learned was the storytelling is not just telling stories, as I said before, it's not information, it's not data, it's not reporting, it's not facts, uh, it's not numbers. Uh, from a B2B perspective, we tend to, and we should, show up as a thought leader with a lot of information and give that, hand that over to our customers so they can do the same and translate that to their customers. But a lot of times we get stuck in that translation because it becomes a just a business transaction instead of a human connection. Storytelling, what it does is that it brings that connection to each of those transactions. And so in essence, for me, the way I define storytelling is that Storytelling is the transfer, the emotional transfer, if you will, of those facts, of that data, of that information. And it is done through a character, a plot, and a conclusion. Those are the basic elements of story. That's how it's connected. That's how it brings it together. In other words, if it doesn't have a character, plot, and conclusion, it's not deemed a story. But for me, in my space, when I began to explore the idea of storytelling B2B, I learned quickly that not only did it need the character, the plot, the conclusion, it needed that emotion piece. That emotional transfer is the glue because the reality is that people transact at the human level and they want to feel something. They want to be connected to something at the human level. In fact, speaking of empathy, last year, right before COVID-19 hit um, in January, LinkedIn came out with a report uh, that comes out every year. And they um, found the trend that the number one theme, and actually the only theme that spoke th throughout the year before about brands, both from an employer perspective and an employee perspective, was empathy. Meaning that brands want to hire people, they want to transact with people that are showing high levels of empathy to that human connection 
The same is said about those employees who want to work for a brand that is showing empathy. The same is said about them. They want to work for a company that is being empathetic. This was before COVID-19. Empathy is now being uh, another word that we're seeing a whole lot in, in terms of leading with empathy, in terms of showing up in your thought leadership as a skill set. And more and more, we're learning about what that means. For me, when I began this work back then, I asked myself, hey, where do I begin? And, and it was you know, it was funny or it was uh, coincidental that I was taking a class. If I was finishing my master's and I was taking a class on design thinking and user experience. And the one thing that starts with the one step that it begins with is empathy. And so for me, before we were even talking about this as a thing, before COVID-19, I was already exploring the idea of leading with empathy in a way that we had not before from a corporation perspective. At Microsoft, again, my task was to actually create and design stories, compelling stories, human stories for AI and design thinking. I'm sorry, for AI and the digital um, revolution. And so basically AI security um, and the digital evolution that we were going into at Microsoft. And for me, not being an engineer was a big deal. Because I thought as a communicator, as a marker, I had already cracked the code. I thought I knew how, the basics of marketing. And so entering a space where I didn't really speak the engineer language and stepping into a space where I didn't really understand the user experience, I really put me in a bind and I began to have to think about, about it differently. Things like, you know, content. I thought content was good enough. And it just, as if content is good, right, content is king, then that should be good enough. And the reality is that I had not considered how my audience, my very niche audience, was consuming that content. And so as good as the content was, it just wasn't landing. Empathy lets us to really explore that idea of consumption of content, of environment, of where your customer sits today, and really building that equity where you need to build first before you actually show up in a different uh, mode, on a sales mode, for example, before you come up with solutions, listening to your customer at the very basic level. What does that look like? Well, for me, it meant finding universal truth. And, and that's uh, something that took me a while. It took me about three months, uh, really, to understand what that, what that meant. A universal truth is an emotion. It's an actionable emotion. It's something that your brand can attest to and lives for and lives by. It could be part of your brand mission, um, your company's mission. I don't know what it is. Everyone has a mission statement. But the greatest way to find out if, you, if your brand has a universal truth is by asking, what feeling? is my brand story seeking to spark? What is it going to do with my customers? What do I leave them with at the emotional level? At Microsoft, over six years ago, we definitely had to rebrand ourselves a little bit. We had been in the market for many years. And you know, for the last 30 plus years, we, we had a big share of the market, right? And we, our hero, the PC was our product. And so, uh, we we went with that and it was really good for us for many years. And then, you know, the Amazons of the world came in, the Googles came in and, and you know, the Facebooks came in. So we have to think, rethink our strategy. We have to rethink our mission. And our new CEO, Satya, really gave us a new mandate to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. And that was That was interesting because the word there, that active universal truth became empowerment became empowering. And the reality is it was also our history. We had empowered the world, the world with a PC. We've done that before. But this time around, 
it became not only our mission for the future, it became a feeling. Are you feeling empowered by what we do? Are, we, are you, are, is Microsoft making you feel empowered? And empowerment is a truth universally because you and I, no matter where we come from, no matter our backgrounds, our gender, our lived experiences, we know what it feels like or not to be empowered. So think about that at the very outset of leading with empathy in the digital age, in the post-COVID era. Is your brand leading with a word, with a feeling that your customer can sell that right back to their customers? Is that something they can hold into? Is that something that they can grasp and make theirs and use that and create those same assets and leverage that for their customers? Your job as a storyteller for your B2B space is to create the universal truth and create the assets in the story that is easily grabbed and easily consumed at your customer level and then easily passed on to the end user. That is the magic of story. That is you coming in and really delivering that as far as it can go. At the Microsoft level with our partnerships, we did a lot of work. We began to include them into our storytelling technique, into our storytelling journey. We began to not think we had it put together. And I'll explain what that looked like for us. And now, a word from our sponsor. Whether you're hosting a webinar or trying to win sales meetings, good food brings everyone to the table. Grubhub Corporate Accounts gives you access to a nationwide restaurant network so you can easily cater virtual events of all sizes. Tap into a network of more than 300,000 restaurants in 4,000 plus U.S. cities and set attendee rules for ordering so you can stay on budget every time. The best part? You'll only pay for meals that are actually ordered and you'll get a single invoice for all your food expenses. Visit corporate.grubhub.com to learn more. We began with cognitive empathy. What is that? Well, there you are in the middle of uh, the presentation. That's you uh, being a storyteller. You're on your storytelling journey and you are meeting many people that are part of your environment, many, many customers, and, and with their own experiences. They're, they're all kind of traveling into their own space as well as you are. At the cognitive level, this idea is that you see your customer as a human. In fact, you begin to call them my humans. It is that, you know, it is that simple. It is that simple of an approach of your brain of retraining yourself that you are doing business with humans. And therefore, there is a human condition in the room. Therefore, there's a human on the other side of this, of this screen. There's a human on the other side of that email. And a lot is to be said when we pause for a moment and, and, and reset our brain, reset our, our, uh, our environment, reset our perspective and recognize the humanity in the human condition. More and more, this is pervasive today in the COVID era and in the post-COVID era when we're thinking about what that looks like beyond ourselves what that looks like beyond a transaction. Then we get a little bit deeper. Emotional empathy becomes a, a level down of how we transact at an emotional level. Allowing ourselves to come in and not only recognizing that our audience, our customers are human, but we are also human. And allowing them and creating spaces for them to feel human and connecting with them at that level. The conversations are no longer just about the product and the features of the service. The conversations are getting more and more deep about the, the human condition, the impact that we've had in a global pandemic and beyond, the impact that we see in social injustices, the impact that we see in, in the darkness. 
that we find in many places and many moments of our human history. And so when we begin to integrate that, the the deposits we're making at a human level and allow for that transaction of business to happen at a deeper level. Trust is built, equity is built, and now they're seeing you not only as a thought leader for business, but as a thought leader for someone who understands with empathy, who understands people, the people that they're doing, they're doing transaction with, with empathy. At the emotional, emotional level, you're zooming in and you're enabling spaces for this with your customer. I take a practice every day. I start my conversations and I hope to do this more and more where I just allow the next, the first 10 minutes of my meetings uh, to be talked about in the human level. Hey, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Hey, let's talk about and remembering and taking notes. If they said to me, you know, before my mom was sick, I go back and I'm like, hey, how's your mom feeling? It's that very core idea we sometimes forget of starting with the human condition and being emotionally empathetic. The last level is compassion and empathy. This piece is a very introspective practice in your empathy journey, in your storytelling journey. This is more about you looking introspectively and checking in with yourself, right? And just going, hey, just like the illustration there, hey, how am I feeling? How's my heart today? What am I doing, right? Uh, in your own journey, we can all agree that we also have emotions happening. We also have bad days. We're also not at our best. And with that idea, we become vulnerable and that's a very, like I said, a very personal journey. You don't have to go out with this, but you can check in and that enables your cognitive ability to actually become a more emotional empath and then a more, more cognitive empath, empath. And as you become an empath, then you can begin to design your brand story, a story that will most definitely lead with empathy as step one and ask yourself that question again. Hey, I understand there's an experience my customer is going through. At the highest level, I'm bringing them into this experience in hopes that they will take it on themselves, as you see here, and then they will enable their customers with it. And that's where we want to go. We are learning, and I've learned, I've done research in this field uh, of cons consumer behavior, and I've, we've learned, and we're learning more and more. The newer generations and Gen, uh, Gen Zs and Gen Alphas are actually making emotional transactions with companies. In other words, they're not buying a product just for the product, as good as it can be. They're thinking further about how they're funding something else. They look at the stance of a company, political or uh, social justice uh, stance. And if they don't have a stance, they may not even buy the product because they don't have a voice that they don't agree with. So those are the things we have to think about beyond humanizing the brand. It's no longer just speaking human on social media. It's really behaving like humans. It's allowing your customers to see the humans behind the brand. And so when you think about this from a practical level, then you can get into step two, and I'm going to move real quick through these. Define your story assets. Define the story mission. Who are, you, who are you delivering the story to? Again, these are assets that you can easily, once you create them, hand over um, as a package, packing them up to your customer so they can deliver that and make it theirs and then own it and give it to their customer. This, define a story mission. Define the audience, the character, the plot, and the conclusion. How are these things going to be built together? Your audience is hybrid. It is mixed. Your audience is obviously your immediate customer and their customer as well. So you have to think beyond just them as a customer. How does it translate deeper and further into the end user? Who are the characters that play and what would the end user care? Write the story that matters for your customers so they can grab it and deliver it, make it theirs. The plot how will this unfold? What is What are the points that you want to showcase? 
most of the content that people remember or they want to remember is content that is insightful. It's content that is educational. It's content that will, will teach them something beyond the future, the feature of a product or the service that they're buying. What are you sharing with them and showing up as a, uh, that is making you show up as a thought leader? And then, of course, the conclusion. What will they come? What will come out of this entire story that they will build? What will they do at this time? And so that's how you think about the essence of defining your story. Story mission, just a simple statement of how you can create that real quick. Every time you go out and write your brand story, ask yourself, my story is dedicated to whom? Who is that end user? What do they look like? Go beyond the immediate customer. Why? Because then your customer can grab that and give it right over to them. You're doing, you're doing the, the hard work for them. You're, you're handing over the package and they'll own it. It'll be easier for them to own it. Uh, a brand story, by the way, does two things. It creates uh, the, it shows the story, the, the story origin, why the brand uh, is here, why the brand serves the customer. And then the second one is consistently reminding the customer why you exist. So there's two, really two ways that you could see a brand story. One is the origin story, going back to your mission, why you exist, reminding consistently your customer of that. And then the, the other stories, the little stories that go to the different audiences. An example of that would be at Microsoft, again, of course, we have consumer uh, as our, you know, as a, as a market B2C. We have a 12-year-old Xbox player. And then we have an IT pro who is managing the uh, digital transformation for their mom and pop shop, right? And so those are two very different customers, B2B, B2C. And so when we plug that in, for us, it's really important to say, hey, when we dedicate this story of empowerment, the theme is always the same of empowering, how is it going to land with an IT pro versus a 12-year-old Xbox? player. What is it going to help them do? There's a difference, right? It's going to, the IT cloud engineer is going to, it's going to help them do something more different. It's going to give them tools. It's going to give them resources. Uh, and then, the, you know, the 12 year old is going to give them some new features of the Xbox in the game, right? And make them feel to us the same word will serve always empowered. That's our universal truth. So both the consumer and the, uh, and the, and our business owner will, will always be empowered. Hopefully, they'll always be empowered by the stories. Step three is ideating. So think about uh, creating solutions, creating ideas, having a brainstorming session of where to start. Hey, Miri, I like I like what you're saying. I just don't know where to start. Well, begin and gather a room of people. We did this. Um, we actually gathered people that were part of our customer base. And we said, hey, we're kind of rewriting the stories here. We're, we're trying to ideate what, what's best. Maybe a blog, maybe a video. Should we do interviews, long-form videos, short-form videos? What, what do you think serves best? And they told us, right? They, they, they told us what served them best. And I learned quickly through that exercise that they do like blogs. They like to read. They like something called pointer blogs, which points them to a deeper content, such as a white paper or a technical paper. But curiously enough, they want blogs that are written by IT pros for IT pros. In other words, they didn't want to hear from me. Even though I was the one writing the blogs, I was the one doing the research, I was the one creating the content, they do not want to hear from me. So then what did I do? I turned them into ghost blogging. I put an engineer in front of it. So I went from engineer to engineer. You know, the content was the same. Magic, right? Magic. That is ideation. That is you going through and again, analyzing your audience deeper, thinking about how the characters play. For me, it was me stepping aside, right? Becoming the Robin to the Batman. My customer is a Robin, I'm the Batman. I'm stepping in. I'm the psychic hero, not the main hero. And, and they're the ones coming in and showing, showcasing uh, all of the power 
right? And if they win, we win. Uh, here's a, a tool called Scamper. This tool is one, one that I use a lot to give intersectionality and layers to story. Once you think about your brand mission more and more, once you think about that word of empowerment and you begin to create these stories to give to your customers so they can give to their customers, um, scamper it. Think about, hey, what if we substituted something, reverse something? Ideation, again, is bringing people to the table and really hearing them out on those ideas. No longer uh, thinking that what we've done before works. Not assuming that what we think is going to work might work. Understanding the vol volatile environment that we live in, the mercurial uh, way that our customer behaves and demands things, uh, the, the algorithms that change. It is a constant changing mode. So we have to act as if we're creating concepts of stories. That's the next thing. Prototyping stories instead, instead of just one big story and it's done. Your brand story will continue to iterate. Your assets will be begin to iterate as well. So these are prototypes, low cost, low effort ideas. With this is how we found the, the pointer blogs, right? Uh, we began to ideate, should we do this? Should we do that? And, and we began to create those prototypes. Uh, and that's the idea around design thinking is this uh, counterintuitive approach to saying, we don't have it put together. We're going to kind of reset ourselves, always kind of holding on, on to the theme of this brand story, but really thinking about how to best do that. In a B2B environment, again, it's about making it easy for your customer to know and learn the story at the very basic level. And they go, oh, that's really easy. And they are, it's so simple that they can grab onto it, re rewrite it, if you will, for their customer, and then their customer understands it as well. What are those assets that you're creating for them? Take them through an unforgettable journey. And lastly, test it. Again, you are, uh, you're creating concepts, low cost, low effort, they're not big productions, with the intent that you will see how your customer reacts. Ask yourself, the story evoked the emotion that we wanted, right? Back to that emotion, back to that empathy. Are you really, are they feeling empowered? Are they feeling inspired? Are they feeling, feeling whatever it is you want them to feel educated, informed, insightful with the information that you're sharing, with the content, the assets that you're sharing? It's beyond the product and it's beyond the, the features of the product and the service. It is how they're going to explain that and why that is important to their customer. So ask yourself, what is the emotion and did it evoke? And if it didn't evoke an emotion, because you'll, you'll find out soon, by the way, the two metrics of a really good whole story uh, are reach and engagement. You will reach the audiences immediately and you they will engage back with you. Uh, that's a very powerful thing when you see storytelling working at its best. So think about that evoking that emotion. If it doesn't work, go back, reiterate. Go back and take them to that cycle of design thinking. Go back to empathizing. Where do we miss a step? Go back to defining. Should we redefine something? Ideate something. Reiterate and prototype. We've done it many times. We continue to do it. And more and more we find ways, not the best ways not to do it and best ways to do it because of our experience. So in conclusion, if it doesn't have a character, a plot, and a conclusion, it's not deemed a brand story or a story at all. So make sure you have those elements of story. But more importantly, especially in the B2B environment. Stories are for your audience, not to your audience. Those are very key words. For your audience means you are taking the time as a thought leader in your space to package these stories up, hand them over with intention to your customers so they can do the same, own that story, and hand it over to their customers. It is done with empathy and it's done with authenticity. The best way to do that is to ideation. Take your time to ideate. 
takes you time to get creative. In a world where machines are taking over, algorithms and robots are owning more and more the minutia and the operational stages of our, of our presentations and our, of our transactions. We're becoming more robotic in our business transactions. We humans get, get to ideate. We get to amplify our human ingenuity more and more. That's creativity. That's story. That's why storytelling is becoming more and more pervasive. We, we're talking more about soft skillings, less than the hard ones. They're just as equally important, but we're really, really focusing on the, on the soft uh, skills, such as empathy, such as open-mindedness, and all the things that drive uh, a human connection. So that's why it's important, lastly, that you do it with heart. Uh, that is the one thing that robots will never have. In an age where, uh, again, we are automating and the robot apocalypse that we're experiencing very soon, let's think more about how we can drive our business from human pers- human to human perspective, from a heart to heart perspective. Thank you so much. I hope that you enjoyed the session. I hope that it was valuable to you. Um, and I know we will we won't have time to do live questions as this is a pre-recorded uh, session. But please do connect with me if you have any questions or if you want to learn more about what I do, or if you have specific questions for your business you'd like to, uh, to, you'd like to talk about, uh, you can reach me at mirirod.com. Also on social media, my social handle is at mirirod. You can also uh, get my book on Amazon and other retailers online, Brand Storytelling, uh, and learn more about what it is to really think about your brand differently through storytelling techniques, not just telling stories, designing stories. Design thinking is only one model. You can use whichever approach, but do please design your stories for your customers as they will for theirs. Thank you again. I hope you had a great day and I hope that you continue to watch. All right. Isn't Miri awesome? I mean, even as this world starts to kind of open back up again, that digital first mentality isn't really going anywhere and neither is the concept of empathy and marketing. So I really hope this session resonated with you all as it did with me. I personally love how Mary explained how storytelling isn't just about telling stories. It's more of a design approach to how we conjure emotions. And essentially, it's about telling your story in a compelling and connected way that will leave your customers interacting on a human-to-human level, even with their own customers. So that's a wrap on today's episode. As always, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred channel so you don't miss any new episode drops. Thank you so much for joining me today. Take care and I'll catch you next time. Bye folks.